This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. Dot .fm to get started. Peace. You think November's about turkey? You're wrong. It's about foo. It's about family of origin. So welcome to Foo Vember, you guys. We are Foo-vember. so excited. We what are we doing in Foo Vember? You tell well, me all Foo-vember about it. Foo Vember means family of origin, right? Your foo because that's where you come from, that's where you came from, and that's where you're going to go. Your family of origin is the university of relationships. It's basically how you learn to do everything. And sometimes if we learn those things crappily, we do those things crappily. So we're going to teach you how to identify them. Uh, keep what you want. Excrapolation. Excrapolation. Boot what you don't want. Foo Vember. Yes. And so every episode this month is going to have a family of origin concept into it. Today, we had a really fun hangout with Stephen Murphy of the Nook podcast, which I want you to guys to go check out. But we're talking about family of origin, how to farewell through the holidays and all this other stuff. It's a really mm-hmm. fun conversation. He's a good friend of ours. So, right. And it kicks mm-hmm. off our Foovember series that's all about family of origin for the month of November. And he just had a lot of great things to say. And he actually interviewed, interviewed us for his show. Mm-hmm. So you'll hear that vibe in there. But we just thought it was a great episode and wanted to share it. So go right, check guys. it out Hope and you you'll it. love it. Is there such thing as a family of origin 101? When you're diving into it with a client or a Mm -hmm. pair of clients for the first time, how do you wade into those waters or you're those crazy marriage coaches that just go jumping into the deep end? Well, sometimes we jump in the deep end, but we do like to preface it with a little, well, in therapy speak, we call it like some psychoeducation, right? So family of origin, imagine a family tree, imagine you and your brothers and sisters and mom and dad and grandmas or whoever you were raised with, biological or non-biological, think of it as a a mobile, you know, like in a a baby crib. Mm -hmm. It's got all these hanging things. And what you do or don't do affects each one around it. Like a mobile, you know, if if the little kid is in the the crib and like hits one little thing, guess what? It goes around. The whole system gets... It ripples and ripples. Right. It ripples. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Uh, family of origin is, and these aren't our words, this is actually Dr. Les and Leslie Parrott. He calls it the university of relationships. It's where we learn mm. 
to be married. It's where we learn to be a person, to be a student, to be, right. to be a, a father, sibling, to a be brother, the, yeah. a sibling, a mom or dad, or, or a, a community member. It is what is normalized. Think of it this way. So most of us move out. I don't know. Let, we'll just, I'll just speak for America, right? Say move out around 18 or 20 or something like that. If you do anything and if you're around anyone for 18 to 20 years, you are going to pick up a lot from them, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to learn what to do. And then once you are like have the cognitive abilities, a lot of us learn what not to do. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Or saying that uh-huh. or feeling right. that. Yeah. Yeah. And we, th- we start with our clients about asking them like, what was it like growing up in your family? How did you feel? And a lot of them will be like, oh, it was like, they're, they're, they'll tell you, they'll give you an insight into their family of origin right away. Like, oh, my family was super happy. Like we could talk about anything. It was really fun. Or mm-hmm. it'll be, oh, we didn't talk about anything. My parents never fought. We did. I didn't even know that people fought because you just shoved mm. everything under the rug, right? Mm. So you, we like to kind of dive into it by asking them what their childhood was like, and usually they'll just reflect right back mm. to us what they're they'll just they're telling us about their family of origin without knowing what the concept is. Yeah, well, this is a good example. I was on a call earlier today, and uh, one one lady was like, because I, I asked what was modeled for you growing up, like seeing your parents. Well, they were loud. They fought a lot. They really didn't communicate and they went and stormed off and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the husband was like, we were really just conflict avoidant. I hate conflict. I don't know what to do with it. Right. So Mm -hmm. it was very quiet. That doesn't mean that it wasn't present. Right. It just means that we weren't communicating or talking about it. And then oftentimes we find ourselves married and like. We just go right to what we know. We do the thing we saw. Yeah. And this goes, (laughs) this is so, it gets so funky. It goes from everything from where the silverware might go in the kitchen to how you raise kids right. to what you do with money to where you vacation how where you, you don't the vacation dishwasher, everything do and you anything save money yeah it's ridiculous it literally so touches it's got, everything it's got its tendrils in every single thing yeah. that we do so is this like where you guys like to dive in with a new client or is there, it, does it kind of depend on who you're talking to as to when you mm-hmm. introduce this as a topic or a you know a heading it mm-hmm. comes pretty early. We do this in our sort of our intake mm-hmm. session. We typically mm-hmm. will, and we will couch it under this, like, just tell me about your childhood type vibes, right? And really what we're doing is we're trying to figure out, because if I say, okay, tell me about your family of origin, they'll start overthinking what I'm asking. Right. And so yeah. essentially I'm like, just tell me like, what was it like? What, what were the sort of general thoughts? Like who ran the show? Was mom more, uh, you know, assertive or was dad? Or what happened when there was conflict? And we we have to start there because that shapes everything as it moves forward with our couple, right? So if I ask a client and I say, you know, they tell me that in their home, mom always got her way, mm. right? If that's the vibe that came from their family of origin, and then we get into session with the the husband there, mm-hmm. and we find that the wife is trying to always get her way, we go, oh, oh, that's his family of origin. Wait a minute. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. how does that present itself? in the the marital relationship right. oh well we're we're arguing because she always wants what she right. wants and i can't do anything it really illuminates it 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 exposes sort of the architecture behind how the couple functions when you get to the family of origin mm. sort of foundations. I, I like am the, smart. The architecture, the bones. <laughs> you heard what I yeah. said. Write it down. <laughs> Seriously, well what you're what you're illuminating for me is how contextual that is when you start working with a couple. In mm-hmm. that not only I'm sure it's giving you guys great insight as to moving forward with them and that you've got that to reach back for, but maybe even more so that introducing that as a thought process for them 
that that has to open all new doors. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I never even considered that her relationship with her dad or the way that that grandfather was or whatever that that scenario that they come from must mm-hmm. give them a whole new place to see their own situation from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, let's give a, a quick contextual example in that. And like you brought up, you know, the the daughter's relationship with her dad. And so Melanie is the youngest of five. Right. And also birth order has a lot to do with how we grow mm-hmm. up. I'm the oldest. And, you know, compared to the oldest, to the youngest, actually, that's a good pairing mm-hmm. uh, based on the research was pretty interesting. We didn't know that when we read right. it. Well played, but, Studley's well played. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. But uh, Melanie's relationship with her dad was dad was always there no matter what. Dad could fix anything and I can literally ask anything of my dad and, and, he it, has, and he'll do it. Yeah. And it was like, mm-hmm. dad has no feelings. And I will say my dad had a traumatic brain injury when he was very young. So he's mm-hmm. super robotic. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's very, very successful, but he's also like void of feelings mm-hmm. other than just nice. He doesn't have other feelings. Mm-hmm. And so that <laughs> is what I literally took my, like from my family of origin, what a dad is supposed to be, which obviously is just what I'm basing off of my own father. And I overlaid it onto Seth and was like, mm-hmm. what? He has feelings? This is dumb. Right. Like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> I can't just yell at him and he'll be like, okay, right? Because that's kind of how my dad was. Not that I yelled at my dad. Right. Maybe be very clear. I didn't Good yell call. at my dad. But, <laughs> but that yeah. was, uh, it's, it was really important when you start looking back and going, wait, how does my family of origin impact what I see when I look at my spouse mm-hmm. and what I think marriage is going to be, right? It's, it's, it is crazy. Yeah. It's really insightful. And uh, like you said, Stephen, you can take that information and go, oh, okay, today we're going to go this way in our conversation. And Mm -hmm. let's explore this. Have you thought about this? Or as we get to know the clients more, it's like, oh, since I know that about your your biological family and family of origin, I bet this might come up for you. Let's Mm -hmm. let's go up river and talk about it so it doesn't come up later in more ugly ways. Well, so then I'm imagining that once that is kind of established as a as a baseline, does that awareness for the couple, uh, anybody that you work with, does that um, really set them up for that much more success when they can constantly be considering not only where my family of origin brings me, but my spouse, my my neighbors, my kid. I mean, literally everybody we come in contact. I mean, I realize that your your specialty is the marriage space, but the more that I have pondered this, even in my limited view this plays out in mm-hmm. in so much, even as you get to know a good friend. It's like, why does that guy always get so mad about, oh, mm-hmm. when he shares, oh, yeah, he had a difficult upbringing or whatever. And you realize how far reaching some of these things are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. It sets people up to understand these things better. But before you get to that point, for some people, it feel it can feel, I know for me it did anyway, it can feel super offensive. Like I need to defend how I grew up somehow Mm. because he would point it out. Again, let me remind everyone, Seth is a therapist. He was in graduate school getting his master's in marriage and family therapy and he'd come home and tell me all the things that were wrong with me. (laughs) Right. This is very (laughs) common. It's very common that I was like the most diagnosed human on the planet and my family has everything wrong with it. Right. How much fun did you sign up for? (laughs) I know, really. Hey, look, I thought I was marrying a drummer, y'all. But anyway, uh, turns out I was wrong. So he would come home and talk to me about all these things. And I immediately, like my heckles went up because I didn't know how to manage this. No one told me that this would happen when I got married to a therapist. Um, But it was something that at first I was like, he is wrong. 
he's wrong to say that my mom should be a different way or that my family is negative or that well, like he was pointing out what wasn't healthy Mm -hmm. and I was trying really hard to defend it and explain it away. Well, it's because of this. And if you only knew that. Mm -hmm. And so I do want to, to share that because that might be the initial reaction that someone has when they hear this stuff. They might hear family of origin and we're painting a really rosy picture. Mm-hmm. And inside they're like, but you don't know the backstory. And like, well, yeah, we get yeah. it. But it's, it, it does, it is important to look at it really complexly, but you will have, you may have feelings. About yeah. It. Yeah. Just a heads sure. up. That, that is, that is pretty um, uh, common to where, you know, when one partner or whatever learns this new information mm-hmm. and goes, this is the greatest thing ever. I have to share it with my spouse and tell them why, hey, my way is This is, is why you're so messed up. Yeah, well, don't say that, of course. <laughs> you're but, welcome. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Um, but when, if, if, when we learn new information like this mm-hmm. and have an insights and know that it can be helpful, we do want to share it. Now, I was completely overzealous and said a lot of things incorrectly and could have done it uh, in, a, in a much more... You probably were actually fine. I was really, really terrible when we were first married. So I'm going to like back out of that and say that you were probably fairly balanced. Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was basically off yeah. my rocker half but, the time. But a, that's, but a, a tale that's very mature. Very mature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say something. I'm sorry. I thought Seth had more to add there. I was just oh. being... Oh. Me- Melanie, I think, just took a big leap forward there. And I wanted mm, her sorry. to know she got, she got props. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I had I I wanted to talk about the impact of family of origin specifically on uh, relationships around the holidays mm. because I think that that is something that's so important even if you're not doing holiday traditions with your family and you're going and doing like a friendsgiving or whatever a sp- but specifically and especially mm-hmm. if you are a married couple and you're going to one or the other family's home or right? both or both <laughs> or all or and your friends like the impact that that can have because that to me is something. We, we tend to, to realize it after the fact and we mm-hmm. don't sort of front load and go, how could this holiday go sideways <laughs> if I don't think about family of origin? And then we go through it all crazy and look back and go, what just happened? Right. right. So that's a conversation that I would love to have. And like the, the impact of family of origin on the holidays and why it can get so funky. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have any thoughts on that? Just like right out of the gate? I have many, but yeah, no, let's let's dive in. Obviously, the holidays are coming up. We've been doing this for 17 years, so we kind of have it dialed in, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that things can come up. But let's speak to maybe the early years and Stephen, you, you too. Like, right, what, what was yeah. it like uh, combining your two families, you know, with Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that? Uh, and then, again, this goes back to family of origin. How do we do Thanksgiving? Because right. my version might be very different. Yeah, actually, let's just share that. I think that would be really fun because mm-hmm. I know that there are funny Thanksgiving, like we went to South Carolina I think it was we're first married for Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. We weren't even married. We were dating. Imagine that. I show yep. up with like a shaved head. To no his, pressure. You know, his <laughs> right. the deep South Thanksgiving. And they're, they have way different traditions just culturally, right? They do the mm-hmm. New Year's like, they're just lots of, we were there for Christmas and New Year's. And uh, just the, the... We put gravy on the turkey. Not <laughs> you eat... No, we do. Black eyed peas and... No, that's New Year's. I know. I'm trying to think of the different, whatever. <laughs> anyway, they just do things really differently. And like in his family, his grandmother is British. She's uh-huh. from England and she's 95. So like there's this super matriarchal British influence in his family of origin. No matter what way we slice it, Nana has a very, you know, she's got like queen vibes, like right. hyper queen vibes. And the so crown vibes. the crown vibes. And so just like from the very first get-go of us doing 
any family holiday at his house. It was very much like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. And his grandmother <laughs> asked me so kindly, who taught you how to cut food like that? I was like, um, not the Royal Army or whatever. Whoever taught you, I don't know. <laughs> I just Royal cut because I can cut. But it was that was a really sort of like a weird moment for mm-hmm. me. Because I thought, well, everyone sort of does it like my family. I just didn't even think about mm-hmm, it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So what stands out to you? Oh, what are you going to say? Well, no, uh, the, the the cultural difference there. And so let's go back to, to family of origin and think about it this way. Uh, as it relates to marriage, I know that we have had a lot of arguments and miscommunication over the years of holidays as far as like everything. Oh, gosh, yeah. Easter, Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, Thanksgiving, all the major U.S. holidays, right? And when we weren't on the same page and when we go into another environment, like her family, her large extended family, or kind of the environment I came from, my large extended family, we must, absolutely must. I want like married folks to hear this, you know, been married one year or 30 years, it doesn't matter. It is so important to be on the same page Mm, as your spouse, right? And I'm thinking of all kinds of like tips and tricks and stuff. So we'll we'll, we'll share a couple. Mm -hmm. So let's be intentional about this. Hey, we're going into, I don't know, Auntie Sue's house for Thanksgiving. There's going to be a bunch of family there Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Your family is going to be there. And let's make sure that we are on the same page. Mm -hmm. If one of us is, you know, crazy aunt whoever is like, you know, had too much wine before turkey and like starts getting (laughs) weird, then I want to be able to be like, hey, Mel, are are we cool? Or do we need to leave or whatever? Because we want to be on the same page Mm -hmm. there. Right. right? And And I think it's really important to understand. We talked about this on another podcast like mm-hmm. two days ago, and it's a real thing. There is a thing called holiday regression, which oh, when sure. you I made, to, it, I made it up no, on that. There, it was real. I Googled it. <laughs> oh, for real? So it already exists. Holiday regression. <laughs> like how smart you are, said. I know. You're <laughs> yes. a genius. Uh, so like you go back to your family of origin and, you know, I'm the youngest of mm-hmm. five kids. I'm the baby almost of our whole family unit. So in my brain, I'm like, I don't need to do anything. I just sit. Yeah. I eat like the little... You know, I eat the little crackers and the cheese. And I don't do nothing. But Seth is like, look, we've got three kids. Can you do something? <laughs> like, why do you change when we go to your family's house? And it's that holiday regression. So family of origin becomes even sort of more magnetizing around the holidays because of that sort of regressive, like I revert back to when I was little or younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might even be like a dominance thing. Like in our marriage, I might be the dominant person. Like I make the choices and I mm-hmm. whatever, which is not ideal, but that might be the case. But then in my family of origin, it might be my mom. So I right. might all of a sudden turn into a doormat because my mom's around. And now mm-hmm. Seth's like, where did my wife go? Right. Like, why are right. you, you know, like, why are you being so weird all of a sudden? So there's lots of those things to factor in. And I think one of the key things is having the conversation before you're in the setting, right? Oh, that like, was going to be my yeah. next, that was going to be my next question. While I'm sure that some some folk uh, might consider that just a, a high ground for a possible fisticuff. Is right. it not a really good idea to sit down and go, okay, Thanksgiving's in a couple of weeks. How do we handle this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could we have a, you know, honestly, I think back to when my, my kids were a whole lot smaller. And if it was time to go, one of us <laughs> would just, you just put your arm around and you give a little tap. Mm-hmm. Just a little finger tap that says, I think we're about done here. Yeah. And so it didn't, there didn't have to be any kind of big scuttle. None of those, uh, could I please have a word with you outside? <laughs> um, just subtle because we, we had a bit of a plan going in to minimize some of those frictions 
is this healthy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. And you have to be intentional about it because think of anything else we do. Like if I'm even going to the drive to the store, at least I have an idea of what I'm going to get when I get there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. Be Unless like, you're going to Target. Right. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Target gives you the ideas of yeah. what you're going to get when you get there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's true. Like ad plate product placement, all right. that stuff. Yep. But with with saying that is, hey, um, let's uh, let's talk about it mm-hmm. beforehand based on the other times. Like, okay, I remember last Thanksgiving mm-hmm. it was bonkers because right. just who knows what. Let's yep. let's plan for a different Thanksgiving this right. time. Let's be on the same page this time. And one thing that this is an exercise that we talk about on the show all the time and also with coaching uh, clients is, okay, let's be on the same page and share what our expectations is. Mm. And this is literally as simple as this. And we do it almost every weekend. Right, we do it very Hey, regularly. Melanie, say, you know, it's 11 o'clock on a Saturday or something, you know, kids, we kind of sleep in, we're just chilling or whatever. Hey, Melanie, what are your expectations for from now until mm-hmm. like 4 p.m.? Right. And let's you know? do like a real one. Like, let's say yeah. this upcoming weekend. And I, my answer might be, mm-hmm. oh, I was hoping to finish painting the bathroom. And then mm-hmm. after that, I have Pilates and I'm going to go walk with Pam. Yeah. And so, then you'll and then I'll say, what were you thinking? And yeah. then he'll say, my expectations is I might wake up early. It's deer season out here in Washington and go to the woods. Right. I'll hopefully be back by one if I don't get anything you know, we'll make plans if I do kind of thing. I thought you were already awake. I thought it was 11 o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> story I don't know. Undid. <laughs> well, it'll be earlier than that, right. right? But then that's the plans. And maybe, hey, let's go to that new restaurant that just opened right. up, you know, for dinner. Right. We'll take the kids out mm-hmm. that night. And so what we're doing is we're not assuming anything. What? You're going over to your friend's house or this or that? Or I you're thought going we hunting were doing this. Right? Yeah, because that's where a lot of couples go sideways. So let's overlay that same example into Thanksgiving. Hey, we're going to Auntie Sue's this Saturday for Thanksgiving or whatever day Thanksgiving is on. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Oh, Thursday. <laughs> Every time. Every, okay. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, okay. Third anyway. Thursday of the month. <laughs> okay. So the third Thursday of the month, we're going to Auntie Sue's. Let's make sure we're kind of chill. You know, I, it, I like to watch football with your mm-hmm. brother and dad, you know, in there and the kids will play and stuff right. like that. And then, you know, I'll text you if anything comes up or people are feeling weird or whatnot, right. but let's just make it chill. The yeah. Whole time. And I will add one layer to that is you do have to have an awareness of where it goes bad, where it has gone mm-hmm. bad in the past. And that yep. conversation can be really challenging to have. Because again, we we tend to want to defend our family of origin because it is all we know. Mm-hmm. It is what we, we grew up in. What feels normal to us is our family of origin, right? Even if it's highly dysfunctional, it still feels like our normal. And so yep. at, at like times, Seth would, that we have a really clear example of this because we would go to his family every, every summer in South Carolina. So we're going 3,000 miles away, totally different culture. People were not around all the time anymore because he moved out here, right? Mm-hmm. So we would go there and we would see these cycles that would happen. And it's always in the summertime because that's when we would visit. But we noticed that three days in, someone would lose their crap. And it was <laughs> usually, I hope that your parents aren't listening, it was either one of his parents. It was either his mom or his dad. And we knew, like, eventually we figured it out. We're like, it has actually nothing to do with what we're doing in the moment. It, I think it has everything to do with the tension of us not living there. Mm. And so mm. we figured out the cycle of, hey, every three, every the third day of our visit, every single time we get yelled at by one of your parents, let's figure out how to navigate this differently. And I remember being like, how do I talk to Seth about this? Because this is going to hurt his feelings. Like these aren't mm-hmm. easy conversations to have, right? Like mm. every time we have Thanksgiving, you know, Aunt Patty gets snockered and then we're all having to listen <laughs> to her or whatever. And then she's Christ. Like mm. we have to have these conversations in a way that is not um, 
super like judgmental or unkind. They're more of like an observation that will lead sure. to mm-hmm. a different, you know, like the finger yeah. tap, you know. And you just you just made me think of something that I can remember blowing up so bad where in light of what we've been talking about, almost like a family of origin collision in that right. we would go to Thanksgiving at my folks' house. Well, end of the meal, that regression thing, that's about where dad and I would hit the couch and just basically slip into a turkey coma. My mm-hmm. mom would go to town, the the Enneagram 2 poster child that she was, and she's now going to clean everything. And mm-hmm. my wife is ready to jump in the kitchen and start helping because that's what she did on her side. And she's looking at me like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What do you mean? We eat and then we couch and you you get in there and you help your mother. I've never. Uh, uh, okay. Now she's, <laughs> there's just right. a strange meddling of things in those moments. There was just like, yeah, next year. Remember, remember what happened last time? Right. How do we do this better? Right. <laughs> and I, I yeah. wish that we had had a little bit more insight like this in those mm-hmm. moments that should be inventoried <laughs> so that the next time those those situations come around in the family gatherings that you don't right. get those high friction times right and it's funny that you use that example like of the like feeling like a collision because we say that in episode or season one that a marriage or even a friendship any type of relationship is literally two family of origins colliding like they're like mm. they're like galaxies just exploding into each other and mm-hmm a great way to figure out what is something that is that is sort of like a family of origin ingrained thing inside of you is to answer the question like on Thanksgiving, my husband should, right? Ah. Shoulds, we're usually told like, oh, don't should on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Blah, 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 blah. Like we make fun <laughs> of that word, but it's yep. a very clarifying word when you say, oh, well, yeah, you should be and then fill in the blank with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Some women might say, oh, yeah, my husband should sit on the couch and watch a football game because maybe that's what their dad did, mm-hmm. right? right? So they would be like, oh, yeah, that's what you should be doing. And they might be offended that their husband is up trying to help in the kitchen like right. some weirdo, right? But in their world, they go, that's not what you should be doing right now, right? Yes. So if if you're listening to this show or watching it and thinking, well, what? how does this apply to me? How do I figure out what is my family of origin stuff? Just answer that question. Like during... Christmas, I should, or my kids should, or my husband should, or whatever that is. And then whatever pops into your head immediately without any filter or, or any like extra thinking is what probably was presented in your family of origin. Right? Sure. But it, it takes a lot of awareness to do that. This is mm-hmm. no small feat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and that's you, you, you're tracking right where I was thinking with that in that obviously this is going to take a good conversation in a family uh, in how you approach that. But is there a way to take this almost too far? It's like, do you call your folks and go, Hey, how can we do this better? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I realize, like, I, I don't want to like pre-plan the fight here, <laughs> but <laughs> right. we just, as much as, you know, retail outlets everywhere want to make the, the, the holidays look like, Oh, this is the greatest time and smiling people. And everybody brought a pie and it just looks <laughs> Holidays look amazing on TV, but we all know that it plays out so much differently. And right. maybe yeah. you've got family showing up that you haven't seen in years, especially after last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting things reintroduced. Um, this is a really long way around the mountain for the question of how how much do we try to control in those situations? Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, we can get things squared away in our squad, but what about everybody else? Right. Right. So I have the perfect answer to that. 
and the perfect remedy. I can't Good. wait. I know. <laughs> no, seriously. And this is like a couple of tiers here. So first of all, it starts with we must be on the same page mm-hmm. with expectations and actually our shared vision. What is a successful mm. turkey day look like <laughs> according to us, not according to all the other variables that we can't control, aunties, grandmas, whatever, crazy brothers, who knows? Because we can't control those guys, right? So first we have to establish what that perfect day looks like for us. And when I say perfect, I'm not like saying Hallmark card. Right. It's like a successful time where we weren't pull, pulling our hair out and then we yep. don't end up fight on the way home in the car, yep. right? So a calm <laughs> Ra- kind of- Raise your hand if you've been there. I know. Yeah, exact mundo. <laughs> And then, so, uh, have the same expectations, have the same shared vision for you and your partner there and your kids, right? Because we can control the kids more than we can other, right. you know, people yeah. we haven't seen more, I guess. Well, maybe maybe that's the illusion of a parent. I can't control my kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> yep. just a side note. There's another episode. Yeah, know, right. right? Um, but then, go in, and I, I, I have thought about this, and we've tried to do this actually with both of our families like announce or say or hint, hey, we want to do this differently. And oftentimes we get weird sideways looks of like, what are you talking about? Right. Like what <laughs> Yeah. Don't weird. don't try to don't try to do therapy with me or like whatever <laughs> kind of thing. I've actually you heard think that you're before. So cool. On a couple of different fronts. Seth just reinvented Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my way wasn't good enough. Huh? Right. right. Exactly. That's why we're talking. No. Um but being on the same page, having that shared vision, and then modeling it. Right. Right. Versus so, so announcing not, it. So not yeah. announcing it like, right. hey, dad, hey, mom, uh, I want to have a, a, a pre-call, a pre-Thanksgiving warm-up before Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Make sure we're on the same page. They're like, no, what are you talking about? So I would go in. In fact, we have practiced this on various trips back home, even here mm-hmm. in Washington with your family and stuff. We're like, hey, this is what we're going to example. This is what we're going to model. Mm-hmm. And this is what people are going to see. And right. we don't have to talk about it. Right. And there's, gonna, there's also mm-hmm. like, this is what we're not going to do. Because you know, there are things that are going to be triggering, right? So like if I yep. start to regress and I start to act like the baby of the family, Seth is not going to pout and get mad at me. He may give me some sort of signal, like flip me the bird. Just kidding. Uh, he would say, Again? Hold, <laughs> I imagined you hold up the turkey. Right. The, the real bird. The real bird. But anyway, that's beside the point. That sound is beside the point. But um, that there may be a signal or a, like a, a thing where we agree ahead of time. Like, hey, if I start to regress and, and kind of ignore your like requests as a wife or whatever, like, just let me know and I will sort of reunite with you and we'll, we'll get back to where we wanted to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but it completely fell out of my head. Well, Steve, Oh, I know what mm-hmm. it was. Sorry, I'm going to say it. So the announcing part is the tricky part because that's something that people often feel inclined to do when they learn something new, they want to share it. Mm. Yep. Right? But when it's personal growth and more importantly, when it's a, a united couple growth, mm-hmm. so we see this with our coaching clients a lot, they all of a sudden level up and have a new awareness of self, a new awareness of family of origin, and they want to share it. And partially because they also want to reinforce that they're doing something healthy. But what it does that often nobody realizes it will do is it tends to make other people feel ashamed of their own actions, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. ashamed of their lack of connection with their own spouse. And it puts it makes them feel defensive of their current behavior. Mm-hmm. So 
as much as you may want to share these things, even this podcast, you may want to be like, oh my gosh, mom, you need to listen to this or, or sister, whoever, you know, Samantha, you need to listen to this podcast. Oh my gosh, it's so good. They may take it as offensive. They mm -hmm. may be like, what yep. are you trying to tell me? And I don't appreciate that, right? So that's a thing that I think, uh-oh, this is school calling. Looks like oh it. man, the school is calling. Dun, uh, but dun, that dun. is something I know. I actually <laughs> might let you just chat with Seth. But mm -hmm. <laughs> so that is something to be aware of. That um, even though you're excited about it, and even if you have a game plan with your mm -hmm. spouse, announcing your growth tends to backfire. So mm -hmm. um, unless they're unless they're ready to hear it, or but they're really like, open-minded people. Yeah. So yeah. I'll I'll give you a perfect example and so For real though i am going to answer that call and you just keep talking this yeah, is real life y'all okay. hey guys taking a quick break hoping you're enjoying the conversation about family of origin if you're like man this is resonating with me i need some help i want you to go to pause the podcast and directly go to betterhelp.com forward slash us to get hooked up with a licensed marriage and family therapist or a licensed counselor or a social worker or whoever a licensed counselor will help you process all of this stuff. You got childhood stuff. You got PTSD. You got all kinds of stuff. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash us before the holidays to get the help that you mm -hmm. need. So you can go in the family with a good vibe. You're differentiated. You're feeling it. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash us to get the help you need right now. All right, man. Back to the show. So this was very recent for us, Stephen. In fact, it was... When uh, I was on this trip, when I saw you in the Atlanta airport in Atlanta, like, yeah, yeah, serendipitously, we're like, "Yo, we're in the same place at the same time." Awesome. That man, was a up. lovely moment. I'll just say it, it. It was. It was really cool. And so <laughs> I was, I was back home. I did a thing in Nashville, and then flew down to South Carolina to see my folks. It was just me solo because I was on the East Coast anyway, right? And I am doing this exercise program. It's called Seventy Five Hard. And I, I just talk about it. I share about it. I don't say, this is the best thing ever. Everybody around me has to do it. It's like, oh, I got my other workout and they always see me, you know, carrying around a, a giant water bottle. Mm -hmm. So they get curious about it. And this is for my mom and dad. And I was just talking about it because they asked, hey, what, why do you drink so much water? Well, I'm doing this thing and I feel so much better. And here's my routine and blah, blah, blah. And this and that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and then, so that, that piques their curiosity in that. And they're like, Oh, well, what else are you doing? And I talk about the other stuff that I'm doing, like stuff that we're creating, like podcasting and coaching and, you know, seeing you in the airport and like, Whoa, this is cool. And so that gets them to talking and it opens the door for a conversation. Now, did I bring it up and say, Hey, I'm doing this thing. I have growth mindset and all this stuff. No, not at all. Nope. It was, you were just it, living it. I was just living it. Right. It was just literally. Yeah your actions, right? So no, actions speak louder than words and all this stuff. So in context into a possible conflictual Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, I want folks listening and I won't I'd tell Melanie, let's, let's also do this. I want us to not talk about it, not spread it around, just live it, just model right. it, right? And then uh, we say this with, with parenting stuff, more is caught than taught, mm. right? And then literally my mom and dad on that trip, they caught my vibe of, I don't know, doing cool things and being happy. And they both said it was really, it was really a good visit, honestly, better than... A, a, was this your latest one? Yeah, just the latest one. Because I wasn't there. Yeah, I think so. Yep, <laughs> no. pretty much. <laughs> That's what I really? took from it. It was awesome. <laughs> My takeaway. No, leave no. Mel and me out of all visits. They, we, we have had conversations <laughs> since I've been back in Seattle with mom and dad of like, hey, wasn't that visit just cool? Like, mm. man, you, you need, you, you rubbed off. Mom, mom and dad actually said this like, whoa, 
you rubbed off on us, right? And literally they're exercising and reading different books mm-hmm. and stuff. And I didn't say a word about exercise right. or reading books, which is really, really cool. So right. living it. So if you want a good Thanksgiving, sure. share expectations with your spouse, mm-hmm. have the shared vision for it, do the little tap or sometimes we text, right? Right, like, yeah, mm-hmm. we will text oh, yeah. each other. On the couch, I'm like, hey, time to go, lady, <laughs> kind of thing. Your drunk aunt keeps talking about right. it. <laughs> uh, and and then, then model what you want to see, right. right? Be the change that you want to see kind of right. thing. Right, and I think a really important factor there is that in the past, we would try to talk to our families about our growth. And it's really weird because it's like, we need to prove that it works before we say we want to try it because almost everyone around us would be like, well, that's a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if it's like, like, you know, you're thinking of someone like Tony Robbins, like he is doing this thing and he's successful at this thing, but you try to bring it up and someone's like, oh, he's a weirdo. And they yep. immediately like shut all of your, your ideas of growth down. So don't share the ideas, just live them out. Mm-hmm. And the proof is in the pudding, right? Like, oh yeah. People will see it and feel it, right? Well, as we're talking about this, the word coming to me is just peace. That if mm. just because you're in agreement with the people who are most important to you and you show up with a game plan, you show up with, hey, we talked about this. We figured out how in our scenarios, how we should best react. Mm-hmm. If all I am is just peaceful and I'm not going to get baited into that argument or whatever things that that <laughs> seem to rise up in, in holiday family gatherings that you just kind of like, eh that right. I think that's exactly what you're talking about. And I hope that people can can lock on to something like that, that if all you have is your own peace of mind to go, eh, and just right. let stuff roll off, how much better off are you going to be in, in a time that might have been inflammatory in previous right. years? Right. Yeah. And what's interesting that this sort of popped this into my head is I've been studying a lot lately about attachment and different ways that we learn about relationships as we grow up and families. And one of the things they talk about is this idea that the the less we allow the world to be complex, right? Let's just start by saying the world is extremely complicated. Mm-hmm. Relationships are complicated. Biology is complicated. All of it is complicated. Mm-hmm. Nothing is simple about life, the world, how things work. But when we, in our mind, think it should be black and white, someone should talk this way to me, they should act this way, whatever, we bring our own lack Mm -hmm. of peace. We bring our own turmoil into a situation by not allowing things to be as complicated as they are. So in the holiday season, if you find yourself, Kim, going to aunt so-and-so's house and normally we fight about this thing, ask yourself, what what would it look like if you allowed it to be complicated and didn't try Mm -hmm. to make it black and white and Mm -hmm. you didn't try to make it smaller and fit into a box? Now, someone might try to do that to you. They might try to make you smaller and shove you into that box. Let them. It's okay. Yeah. No big deal. You don't live with them every day. Yeah. Right. But this, uh, this isn't something, and this is going back to being intentional and have a mm-hmm. pre-plan. This isn't something that you can do like when you're pulling in the driveway. Hey, I'm going to be cool with everything. Oh, yeah. Right. No, let <laughs> I'm going to be so intentional. <laughs> right. No, yeah, no. Yeah. It, it is a practice that takes a long time and mm-hmm. must be retooled and rehoned. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you have to know your own triggers as yeah. well. Like what you mentioned, like I'm not going to be baited into this argument. You don't know what is actually the hook that gets you, like the bait that really makes you fall for it, then you will fall for it. And even that process is really like soul searching in its own way. Can I ask something? Absolutely. This would be be for both of you uh, in in real time. So the holidays are coming up, right? What is a possible scenario that may trigger you, Stephen, and also may trigger you, Melanie, because we we'll, we'll be going to Melanie's house for this Thanksgiving. My house, 
well, sorry, your <laughs> family's <parents>. house. <laughs> but just in, in a real time, I'm the, the therapist is, is very curious. The therapist is in. Yeah. So what, what might trigger you, Stephen? Well, I'm immediately thinking about how, you know, being, being the father of grown children and how, it, well, I'm never going to call it full circle, but it's certainly something to consider. Like, well, yeah, when my kids were little, we told them how things were going to go. Well, mm. they move out and they start getting into other circles. And immediately, you know, the, the first thing that came to mind for me is like, it's like, well, we planned this. Why can't you be here for this? Not realizing that there's a whole lot of other cogs that have to happen between kids in other states, my grandkids, other, you know, in-laws on their side, that all of a sudden that soup just keeps getting more and more convoluted from all the different angles. And all I'm is like, well, yeah, that's fine. But what about this? We planned this. Just respect this. Mm -hmm. And understanding that I know I need to have that flexibility because I can remember my mom roasting over this kind of stuff. It's just like, well, you know, Stephen, the way we've always done this is, yeah, I get that, mom, but I have in-laws now. Right. And it just, what you're talking about in that complexity, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm 55 years old and still just getting a grasp of things. We'll, we'll never yeah. be able to get a handle on all that yeah. complexity. But that's that's what comes to mind for me is that there's a lot of people that you're trying to get scheduled all at the same time. Yeah. I wish you'd okay. stop hitting your boom stand. I wish I would stop hitting my boom stand. <laughs> so, so that's good. That's something to look out for, you know, and it's not mm-hmm. to expect it like, oh, it's going to happen no matter what. No, it's like, huh. All right. If this happens, I know what to do because I've pre-thought about it and have a plan around it. And also talk to your lovely wife about it too. Right. So you guys oh, are yes. the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I about think you? For me, the first thought is I know that like I could, this is the only thing I can think of that would cause me any anxiety in my family of origin is that if something is unplanned that you are out of the loop of, it tends to bother you. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, how can I mitigate that? Or is that even the right word? Yeah, I don't even know that's, that's a good word. word. Yeah, but it sounded really smart. You know, I shouldn't yeah. have questioned it. How can I mitigate <laughs> this? Um, but my mm-hmm. my fear in that is it, like, is this going to make Seth mad? Mm. Which is silly because it's not like you ever really get mad. Right. But more importantly, it's sillier because all I needed to do was tell you what was going on. <laughs> and I tend to mm. not do that. For example, right. my brother was in town. He lives in Hawaii. He was in town yesterday. I literally didn't even tell you he was going to be here. And you're yeah. like, he's here. And I'm like, yeah, didn't you know? Uh, like, why no. would you know? I yeah. told you telepathically I, yesterday. I, I right. told you in my mind when we weren't talking. Yes. <laughs> that is obviously very easy to resolve. Mm-hmm. All I need to do is communicate. Yeah. So, so there's there's a thing to be said in that you actually have control over that. Yeah, I right? certainly do. And oftentimes we feel that we don't have control right. over things like this. But if we stop to think and go, okay, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh. I do have control. It's just right. communication. What would it be if we were going to your family? To my family? Yeah. Um, Which this is, I think, a little harder because we've worked really hard to not have these things. So it's a little bit right. more challenging for us, I would say. I, I think from, let's see, <laughs> what would I, my triggers are, are possible kind of like. Yeah. What, like things would, yeah, what would set you off? Uh, well, I, I think that I've been differently aware of it. And based on this recent visit. It's like, I, I feel like very strongly because I've been thinking about it and like attracting this to happen kind of thing mm-hmm. and also praying about it. It's like, I, I'm in a different mindset of interacting with my family now. So maybe old stuff, I'm not in that kind of frame of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I want to I wanna lead by example. Like, right. hey, let me help here. Or you know what? That's not a big deal. Let's fix it. Or right. hey mom, this is how 
mm-hmm. things are or, or, or whatnot, right? And I, um, so not a lot. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that something couldn't come up. Well, and I think mm-hmm. in the past, there was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of yeah. like it, yeah. a family of origin based, mm-hmm. like if I do this, I'll make them mad. Yeah. Or if I which say is this, a whole, mm-hmm. Which is a whole different right. thing right. that is only pertinent to our mm-hmm. relationship. Well, it's like, well, I, I don't live there, you know? So mm-hmm. I've kind of been like on the, the outskirts of a of, of the family a little bit, yep. right, which is um yeah of, of that system, which is totally normal. It's not a, a bad thing or not a good thing, but it is something that I'm aware mm-hmm. of. And like that kind of like oldest brother guilt of like, yeah, I'm not here. I'm unspoken expectations away. Yeah, of unspoken that. stuff. So yeah. mm-hmm. right, but, yeah, but this is also this is the time of year when that's going to happen because you've got a lot of people that are away from their families, even if it's just a couple of hours or across the country, that right. you are going to get those collisions again. That it's like, wow, we haven't really talked in a while, and now we're spending four days together or whatever that yeah. shakes out to be. That. How much better is it to have you, even if uh, obviously your relationships, your your immediate family, yes, but just your own internal plan? How am I going to show up well here? Yeah, right. in in <laughs> in something that could go sideways. Right. Yeah, ha, yeah, because we do get to choose how we show up. If mm-hmm. if we don't have control over other over other stuff, we do have control over mm-hmm. how we show up. I was just laughing, Steve, when you said, "Yeah, I'm going to be here for four days." I was like, "Is that why?" Like the flask was invented because it's very conceivable <laughs> and you're like go outside and that was pretty funny you know, it's in your boot yeah very indiscreet <laughs> yeah I'm like oh that's how i manage which obviously a lot of people do manage that way and right. that is not one way to do it's one way to do it but it's not the healthiest and of course that can November flask coming this yeah, month <laughs> exacerbate other problems kind of thing so. well and it's, i'm glad you said that because i was just thinking okay i i just interviewed a police chaplain <laughs> Weird segue here. One of the <laughs> things he talked about that I loved so much is that he talked about the ministry of presence. And just sometimes mm. it's just important to be there. Yeah. And this is also one of those times that when the stress of family gatherings can really get to people and they may overdo in the alcohol. How about one more glass of wine? No, how about two? Um, and if it's not that side, how quickly is, are, are, is everybody going to start picking up their phone And immediately now, instead of having a group of 12 people who haven't seen each other for a while and, you know, should be sitting down and enjoying a meal, you've got three people cooking, two people watching TV and the rest of us just spinning through social Mm -hmm. media, having nothing to do with anybody. How -hmm. can we be more present? I think in that, I love the idea of we talk about this a little bit, but setting intentions, but really saying like casting a vision. And here's the way I look at it. Like if I could close my eyes and I knew that Thanksgiving wasn't going to go sideways and nothing weird would happen, what would I actually want? Mm. We don't Mm. ask ourselves these things often enough. And if I can, I will tell you honestly, from my perspective, like, I don't know if my one brother's going to be here. He just moved away. My other brother certainly isn't going to be here. He lives in Hawaii. My sister's not going to be here. She lives in Tennessee. So I have one sister here, maybe one brother here, and then us Mm -hmm. and my parents. It's not going to be huge. What would I want to see? If I'm being honest, mm. I would love to see, and this hasn't happened for years, card games, mm-hmm. maybe mm. a puzzle. I knew you were going to say board games. Yeah, board or games card or card games, games yeah. and yep. a puzzle and maybe even a some kind of craft where the kids can, you know, decorate a cake. I don't know. That's not even a thing you do on Thanksgiving, but that would be really fun. But what's going to happen is probably football. Mom yep. cooks and cleans. I kind of help. The kids are on phones because they're not old enough, right? And they're, it's basically yep. going to feel like a weekend. It's mm-hmm. not going to feel like Thanksgiving, really. Mm-hmm. But if I can walk in there and say, 
this is what I would love to see happen. It's going to spark. It's mm-hmm. going to feel inspired, right? In spirit. It's going to feel. You're not going to proclaim, hey, no, this, hey, mom, no. this is what I would love to see happen. You're going to bring the cards. Right. You're going to bring the puzzles. You're going to bring energy, the board games right? and the energy, right. right? Hey, guys, check it out. And you can float that idea out and say, wouldn't it be so fun? I brought this thing of bananagrams. I brought, you know, go fish for the littler kids or I brought checkers. And we've done this many times at family vacations where the norm, you know, this is like summer vacation. And in my family's, whatever normal thing they'll Mm -hmm. do like nothing so we'd be Mm -hmm. like let's bring all the board games we can bring let's Mm -hmm. bring kites and bubbles and strings to make you know funny phones for the kids whatever um and it's really about like stepping in with that energy but knowing ahead of time what would you even want to see if you knew that it would work Mm -hmm. and that's really hard for a lot of people because they go back to what they've seen in the past right now that i'm thinking about it I want to do a Friendsgiving again. <laughs> Friendsgiving is also highly recommended. Yeah. It's just easy. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but even in those situations, you can get that that kind of passive aggressive, oh, that's the way you do cranberries, right. huh? Oh, how fun <laughs> how fun for you. I can see the can outline. I know, yeah. Yeah. Worked exactly. hard on that, didn't you? Wow. That's sweet. Pour that can all by yourself. <laughs> Actually, it's really tasty. I, I love canned cranberry sauce. I, 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 yeah. I love it. I do like See, the I don't I don't do cranberries at all. So so right away well, this is probably everything. the end of this friendship. Uh we had a good run. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Oh, thanks. <laughs> see you never, Steven. See you yeah, never. Exactly. <laughs> um well, and and maybe just one thing to kind of wrap up with, and again, not to dwell on a negative, but in some of those inevitable situations where you do get people that rub up against somebody wrong and inevitably something does go south and maybe somebody even leaves the party early and angry, is there a good recovery plan for something like that? And, okay, how do I reach out to somebody Mm-hmm. We, we've got a long history or or whatever that thing looks like. How do we rescue a, a relationship right. and situations because the holidays can be so stressful and pile on what was already there? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a great question. And I yeah. think right out of the gate, the the main thing that people want is to feel understood, to feel mm-hmm. like their their opinion is valued, right? So even if it's a crazy opinion, they want to feel like, I heard you. And they do not want the, well, I hear you, but... Right. They don't yeah. want to like have their opinion knocked down. Mm-hmm. So if it's a difference of a, you know, a difference in thinking or a disagreement that you have or whatever, and someone left feeling hurt, something as simple as saying, man, I didn't think about how, you know, I didn't think about that version of how you see it. And I'm mm-hmm. really sorry I hurt your feelings. I honor what you were saying mm-hmm. or whatever. And again, this, this is really tricky because we have to allow the world to be as complex as it is. Right. And so I think right out of the gate, you have to say, not every opinion, my opinion is not the best one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. My, the way it's I see mine. the world. Yeah. It's just mine. There's a billion right. of them. Mine's not the best. Or you know? I, I like the idea and we do this with couples and this is so difficult and we've mm-hmm. done it a hundred times and hated every second of it, but then we were glad afterwards. <laughs> go, go. A root first. canal. <laughs> just kidding. No, no. <laughs> So glad I got that. Didn't see that coming, but okay. Okay. (laughs) No. And it's the idea of going first, you know, Mm. whether they were 100% in the wrong and everybody knows it, we're still going to like try to take a 30,000 foot view of it. And this, you know, it's probably not an hour after somebody storms off or there was a, you know, uh, misconnection or miscommunication a couple of days or maybe even weeks after Mm -hmm. you go first, shoot that person a text. Hey, it was really great to see you. Uh, at at Thanksgiving, 
I'm sorry that, you know, things got kind of weird. And only own whatnot. your side. Own your yeah. side. Don't own, say own anything side. about mm-hmm. what they did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good call. I, I, yeah. 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 But just like it, it will extend that olive branch first. Right. And it is so difficult. And it's never guaranteed how that other person right. is going to react. Right. Yeah. But it does feel really good of knowing the right thing. It's like, man, I, I value that relationship with my brother. He did hurt my feelings and I know, and he stormed off or whatever, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, Hey man, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. I'd love to see you again. Thanks. Let's talk soon kind right. of thing. And he mm-hmm. can be like, Oh, you think you're so good or this? And you're like, okay, right. well I, I can't control that. You right? said your piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said, you said your piece and it's not coming from a, I'm better than you kind of thing. It's like I said, I value this relationship. Ooh, <laughs> this is hard. But I'll go first kind of right. thing. And I know that anytime that we have had arguments, just like a stalemate, like, oh, you better not, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Melanie, historically, has been the one to go first. I win. You do win. And I have too. But the, the power of going first does, does a lot of things, right? Most people, and when I've had friends apologize to me or you or even our kids or whatever, I've always, like, it has always melted the ice, yeah. right? Like, oh. You're right. And it just instantly mm. changes something. So basically, mm-hmm. it's forgiveness and grace. Right. 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 Forgiveness yeah. and grace is, is like two key words there. And uh, it, it's wisdom does now what we're going to be thankful for later. So if you can extend that olive branch, I promise you, you will be glad for it right. later. And I, I will say too, like in that process of changing the trajectory of something that goes a little sideways and we didn't mean it to happen. We're wanting to change that pattern. It is very hard. It's mm-hmm. very hard work to like catch yourself. So I'll use it as an example of us just fighting over something, right? It's many times where I've been the first person to say, man, this is not what I thought was going to happen. And this isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. How do I put the brakes on this and let him know that I, I was not being nice to him or whatever the scenario is and he wasn't being nice to me, but how do I do it in a way that's going to be life-giving mm-hmm. and help our relationship out? And it almost always works best when you just start with, wow. I really wasn't listening. I didn't really understand that. I'm sorry. Like you're, you have to really kind of hear it from their perspective. Even if you don't agree, you don't have to agree Mm -hmm. with someone to know that you have hurt them. Right. And that's, I think a really a key part Mm -hmm. where you don't, you don't have to have the same view on the world to, to know that you have hurt someone's feelings. Right. And when we can start there and make our repairs there, uh, I think it, it goes so much further. And then also sort of like you were saying, float the idea of what we want to see more of. Like, mm-hmm. man, I'm really so, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I was misunderstanding you at Thanksgiving. Um, I would love to hang out more. I really value your friendship. Something as small as that mm-hmm. can go oh, yeah. a really, really long way. Well, and um, how disarming can that be to someone, yeah. even if they're completely puffed yep. up and ready to, you know, go to blows or whatever that looks like. But right. that's, that's humble, that's vulnerable, mm-hmm. and it's life-giving. Right. And you're seeing the need of someone else too. I think that's really important. Like even if we have a disagreement, but if I can get past that disagreement and see the need within you, maybe the need is that you just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I hear you. I I hear you. That can take out the, mm -hmm. what are you going to say? No, I was just thinking it's something else you just introduced and and I don't want to go on down a rabbit trail. But the fun thing about this time of year is that, yeah, we got Thanksgiving and then, oh, we get to do it all over again four weeks later at Christmas time. Right. Boy. You and know, then like what a, a day later at New Year's if you're... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right. how how much more valuable is it to go into this season with the proper mindset of, okay, 
I'm going to bring my best self into this. My spouse and I are on the same page. We're going to present a really good thing, regardless of how last year went or Mm -hmm. four years ago went, whatever that looks like, into we're going to do the best to bring this uh, or to make this the best possible gathering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, (laughs) one of a really great practice is imagine that it's January 15th and you're looking back at your Mm -hmm. holiday season. Go, how do you want it to have gone? Not how did Mm -hmm. it go last year, four years ago, 10 years ago? Look, so project yourself out into the future and say, I really, and like write a paragraph, say, write a pretend paragraph of how your ideal holidays went and then shoot for that target, right? It gives us a place to start. It puts a vision in our head of how it can be. And that's a really motivating element of it. And it it feels good when we can go, oh, I want these things. I Mm -hmm. want this to happen. And so, yeah, but these are big, they're a messy season. And if we don't get out in front of them, we just... Wonder why we're stuck in the mud yeah, every year with, absolutely. with gravy on That's us. That's awesome. Sauce. Stuck in the gravy? <laughs> yeah, stuck in the gravy. <laughs> yeah, I just got the your... idea. I, I think I'm going to call this episode The Food Fight. <laughs> the Food Fight. Stuck the in the food gravy. Fight. <laughs> I love yeah. it. You think I'm joking. I'm writing this down. <laughs> family, of origin, family of origin drama. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I always like to leave leave room at the end. If, you know, if my guests had something on their heart that they just wanted to share, maybe they thought we were going to get to and we didn't. <laughs> Time to share. Uh, I don't think so. I no, mean, I think we we I feel that we covered a lot of stuff, and yeah. I'll, I'm happy to listen back and go, "Oh yeah, that, right. That is, I will remember that." Right. I think I think the one thing I would say that it, that's like a put a, like a pin in your hat or whatever, a feather in your crown or something. Is the idea you're mixing that, a lot uh, of metaphors there? I know, right? Yeah. Like zero, correct? <laughs> uh, now I just want to like make up a cherry more on, bad ones. A cherry yeah, on top keep doing it. Your, uh, yeah, <laughs> cherry potatoes. on the yeah on the gravy. <laughs> um, but it's this idea that who would you be without the thought that I'm offended? That right? Like mm. who would you be if you could just take that? Like oh, they did this to me or they whatever. Like what would it change? Especially around the holidays, what would it look like if you could? keep your peace and stay centered regardless of what goes on around you. Now that is of course not if someone is like physically abusive or violent or whatever, like these are different mm-hmm, scenarios, sure. but like if it's just like, Oh, I'm really annoyed right now. See if you can release that annoyance. Mm-hmm. What would that yep. look like? Like that is like a meditative Zen, like vibes practice. Try Get it out. Above it. Get up above it. See mm-hmm. what that feels yep. like. It's, it's surprisingly peaceful up in the clouds. Sure. Well, and when you're wearing a Crisco hat, you just want stuff to go smooth. That's right. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> glide straight through nice. the, the Where holiday. did you score a Crisco hat, bro? That's so that's next from level. OG Tim, from, from OG, OG Tim. Tim. My dad, right? His dad. He, he sells and resells collectibles and stuff. And this hat is actually like 30 years old. Right. Which is kind of cool. It's like in perfect that's condition. Awesome. Oh, right on. <laughs> and of course, being from the South, every biscuit I ever ate was made with Crisco and or sure. Mards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't be Southern without Crisco. Yeah, that's right. No. That would or be biscuits. Funny. You can't spell South without Crisco. That'd be funny because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. It does. I'm seeing another t-shirt. Uh, right, right. So. Your mom likes Joyce Meyer. <laughs> Your mom likes Crisco. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Okay, guys, wrapping it up. I hope you like the first episode in Foovember, our Family of Origin Month. I hope you have a lot of questions. I hope you got some good insights. If you have further questions, email us, hello, at anatomyofmarriage.com. 
We will answer your questions on the show, mm-hmm. get you hooked up with more family boards and resources and help yes. walk with you through this because yeah. it's a lot. And Stephen asked me actually after we recorded this episode, what would good resource would be mm-hmm. to learn about family of origin and the family ties that bind mm. by author someone, so-and-so. Just Google the at book. At so-and-so.com. Family Ties That Bind. Family Ties mm-hmm. That Bind. It, it has like little Russian nesting dolls on the front of it. It is a great place to start for family of origin education. And it's a very easily mm-hmm. digestible book, even though it's not really meant for... It, it was the first book that I read in my three-year graduate program. And it set the stage for a lot of learning, a lot of unlearning, and it was awesome. So Family Ties That Bind. Go Amazon it. Google it. Whatever you got to do. We hope you enjoy the show. Again, email hello at anatomymarriage.com with all your questions, and we will answer them. All right. right. Have a great day. Later. Bye.